Welcome to Had a Magical Day, the podcast about Disney parks that's like taking a vacation in the middle of your day. Welcome to another episode of Had a Magical Day. Uh, today we'll be talking about our trips to Disneyland. We're your hosts. I'm Scott. Hello, and I'm Andrea. And as I mentioned, we're going to talk about Disneyland and some of the differences between Disneyland and Disney World. And uh, Andrea, you went there very young, so why don't you tell us about your first trip to Disneyland? Sure. So this was like actually my first big trip ever anywhere. And for those of you familiar with New England history, uh, we had a little incident in February of 1978 (laughs) called the Blizzard of 78. And that was um, coincided with the week that we were going out to uh, Disneyland. My dad had a work convention and it was me and my dad and my grandmother and uh, first flight. And But I remember, the thing I remember most about this is all the roads were pretty much shut down and you couldn't drive. And so we had to walk to get the bus to get to the airport. And I remember it was my da- me and my dad and my brother were walking and we had a little sled that we put the um, luggage on and I wanted to sit on the sled, but my mean brother was like, no, you're walking because you're tough. And <laughs> so we were walking like two miles to the place to get, it was all uphill, of course, <laughs> to get the bus to go to Logan, to go to Disneyland. So it was like the first part of a great adventure for little tiny me. And I just yeah, that makes it really me. memorable. Now, was that the beginning of the storm? Because I thought everything got shut down eventually. It, it must have been like a few days after the storm because they had the, the airport was open and but you couldn't drive. The roads we were closed. Yeah. So we, we you must not have been able to drive because I don't know why my brother didn't just drive us to the airport and drop us off. We had to just I remember distinctly we had to go get a bus. Yeah, yeah. The roads were closed. So yeah, it must have been like I said a few days after yeah, yeah, yeah. So they so dug out the airport, but yeah, the roads were closed for like almost a week, I think. Yeah. So we remember, or we just didn't have the sense that, oh, we could drive to the airport. I don't know. For some reason, mm-hmm. we were taking a bus to Logan Airport, which was fine. But and, already it's an epic, epic trick before you even get was, to LA. Yeah, it was very, I remember being very cold and <laughs> it was very exciting though. And so, yeah, so that was my first time and leaving the like cold, frozen tundra of um, Brockton, Massachusetts and landing in anaheim california and arriving at the happiest place on earth at the time which was disneyland what could be better yeah that's great now did you did you did you come back like when you planned or did you stay longer because i remember the only thing i one of the biggest things i remember from that blizzard was that i think it was the same week as school vacation or the week before so we got two weeks in a row because it took that long to dig out of this storm So did you come back in a week or did you stay longer? No, no, we stayed. We were there just for however much time the convention was, maybe an extra day or two. And Mm -hmm. I also remember uh, we we know how to have a good time, my family. And so my dad at some point rented a car and he and my grandmother and I all drove down to Tijuana and uh, spent the day in Tijuana. So what could be better? Yeah, that's quite a trip. Yeah. It was, so, so what were your first impressions when you went to Disneyland? Well, it was incredible. I mean, there was, I could go swimming in a pool in the wintertime. My <laughs> and um, I remember I shared this on the other episode, like going on the Pirates of the Caribbean and just that sensation of that first drop and being like, Woo, this is fun. 
Um, and I know Scott, that's one of your favorite rides. So I was just looking it up a little bit. And did you know that they actually used real skeletons in the Pirates of the Caribbean in, in Los Angeles? No, I, I didn't and I hadn't heard that night. And I, and I kind of skeptical that that actually happened. Well, give it a Google, because I think what they did is it sounded like they took them from UCLA, UCLA's medical school or whatever, maybe after that. Oh, uh, okay. But I was thinking like, you know, marketing opportunity. Maybe you could spend um, your afterlife as a skeleton in Pirates of the Caribbean. Maybe you get like a three-year stint or something. Huh? That would be pretty awesome. because I, And that would solve a problem. That would probably make them money, obviously. Sure. And it would solve a problem because apparently, you know, you, you are not allowed to... Uh, uh, sprinkle ashes in Disney right. World because a lot of people want to do that and so it's actually forbidden to do that um, even though I have instructions for my niece and nephew to do so <laughs> after I'm dead but uh, yeah so that would be a good win-win if they yeah, let you yeah. yeah 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 a little money for Disney a little weird temporary maybe you couldn't do it forever you just do it for a couple of years so you could rotate people in and um, you know you could get put the little pirate hat on and be part of the show for for a few years. Yeah, yeah. Be one of those skeletons with the the crabs and the pigeons. Uh, sure. Yeah. Seagulls. I mean, yeah. <laughs> so, anyway. uh, so tell, Scott, tell me about your first trip to Disneyland. So my first trip was out. I was out in LA for a friend who was getting married. He was he was from California. He'd worked out with me in in Boston for a couple of years, and we became friends. And he was a big Disney fan. And so he said after the wedding, we're all, cause they weren't going right on their honeymoon. They were gonna go like a few days later. So he said, we're all gonna go to Disneyland. It'd be great. And it's like, all right. So I was pretty psyched to go to Disneyland and you know, help them get ready for the wedding. Cause I was in the wedding party. And then the wedding was great and everybody's having a great time. And uh, we we're having maybe too good of a time. So late in the evening, he said, yeah, we're not gonna, people don't wanna get up and go to Disneyland tomorrow. I was like, well, I was already determined to go. So I'm going. So I went by myself and went to uh, Disneyland for the for the day. So my, my last day in LA there. All right. So it was for, so okay. So it was the first time you went there by yourself. Is that the first time you've gone to a, a park by yourself, or had you gone to? No, I'd gone. I'd gone by myself a couple of times before that. Okay. So this was like, yeah, I'm cool. I'm gonna go. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. yeah. All right. So, and what do you think? What? Tell me what you love about Disneyland. Well, it was really the second trip that made me love it. So the first trip, when I went, I was kind of disappointed because there are two, well, two things that made it disappointing. One is that the one thing that I was aware of that was different in Disneyland that you don't have in Disney World was the Matterhorn ride. Okay. So it's a little bit of a roller coaster. It looks like the Matterhorn yep. mountain from the outside yep. and the cars are supposed to be like bobsleds, but it's just like a roller coaster. Yep. Um, but when I got there, it was out of order. It wasn't working. Okay. So my one day there, I couldn't go on the Matterhorn. The other thing was the whole, you know, where they have the Rivers of America and Tom Sawyer Island. Yep. That was all blocked off. They're working on it. And so that was, it, it was really kind of an eyesore because that's in the middle right. of a big section of the park. And it was just all covered with boards with the little posters of Walt's sayings about, you know, working and imagination and all that. And so it kind of took a big chunk out of the atmosphere for me okay. so that so i was pretty disappointed in it uh the thing i did like the most that first trip and you alluded to a little bit is the pirates of the caribbean which is just my favorite ride from disney world i think is actually better in disneyland so tell me why because I, I i they kind of just merged together for me in both parks what, they, what i mean the the main part of the ride is essentially the same 
But in Disneyland, the ride takes place in um, Louisiana Square. Okay. As does the Haunted Mansion. So you have that Louisiana flavor. And so they added that to the ride. The beginning of the ride, unlike in Disney World, it's more of a, you're in the the Caribbean, you're in the Bahamas, actually. Here, you're, you're in like the bayou. Okay. And so the boat is going very slowly through the bayou at the beginning of the ride. And they even have a restaurant there that overlooks the bayou. Okay. I did not eat there, but it seemed like a cool place to kind of have a bite to eat. Um, and so that just atmosphere of it is different at the beginning. And then do you, so do you leave the bayou and do you go across the Atlantic and wind up in the Bahamas at some point? Yeah, they don't really explain that, but yeah, I guess you're close enough. You're in the Gulf. Maybe there's pirates in the Gulf. <laughs> in Cuba. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, all right, I because I think you know this is helpful because next time I go, I'm going to pay a lot more attention. And you know, my daughter, she one of our goals is like we want to go to all the Disney parks, and she's never been to uh, California. So we thought this past year, all right, let's go to Los Angeles. We'll check that out, see the sights, spend a day or two in Disneyland. But mm-hmm. unfortunately, pandemic not happening. But maybe next year, this will be on the and I will pay careful attention to what is going on in Pirates of Caribbean. Yes, yeah, you'll enjoy it, and uh, and the haunted mansion is a little, it's basically the same, but the the building is different, right? And it's got that Louisiana style to the architecture on the outside. It's a little bit different in the first room or so inside too, but uh, once you get in the the dune buggy, it's the same. So. Well, I'd like to now. I've never been to um, California Adventure, so tell me, you've been there. What's the greatest ride there? Yes, well, I'll tell you a little bit about that. Okay. Um, all right, so you didn't when you went a second time, right? With well, your yeah, I went uh, an adult. I was with uh, my my good friend. We were out in LA for a few days, and we were both like, "Well, what are we gonna do tonight? I don't know. Oh, I guess we could go to Disney." And both of our eyes kind of lit up because we were like, "Yeah, let's do that." And then two seconds later, we were in the car, heading over, and we had we had a great time just kind of running around for the evening. And yeah, but you didn't go over to California Adventureland. No, we you know I think we like figured it out around like two or three o'clock in the afternoon that that's would be kind of a fun thing to do for the night. So we really mm-hmm. didn't have time to hit both of them. And I think we're heading out the next day. So this was kind of our last hurrah in Los Angeles. Yeah. Yeah. So you went, I think with, with that time, it was like 10 years ago, you said, right? About 10 years ago, yeah. Yeah. So the first time I went was about 11 years ago. <clears throat> and so the California Adventureland at that point, I wasn't that taken with it. I didn't enjoy it that much. And okay. I think you would have felt similarly because you don't like big roller coasters either, right? <laughs> And the centerpiece of the California Adventureland was this huge roller coaster. And uh, they also had a big Ferris wheel too. But they had kind of this, uh, that end of the park was set up to feel like, um, kind of like the famous boardwalks in the Atlantic City of New Jersey, where they have all the rides and the, and the carnival games and that kind of stuff. And they still have some of that. Like they have these little carnival games, uh, mainly for the kids to play. And, and the roller coaster now, when I went back like two years ago, uh, it's souped up and it's based on the Incredibles and it's like it's something you couldn't pay me a million dollars to go on because it's one of those rides that goes fast, you go upside down. I think it's one of those where you're, you're, you're yeah, kind of hanging from your shoulders instead of like in a seat or whatever. Um, uh, but people love it. But so there was that part of the park and then there wasn't a whole lot else. All right. So wait, you haven't gone on it? No, no. That roller coaster? No. Too scary? Too much? Too, right. too much for me. Yeah. All right. So that part of the, so that back the first time I went that, you know, that was most of the park and the rest of it was just, you know, a couple of things I found interesting, but nothing uh, great. And then this time when I went a few years ago, now what they've done 
with the park. And I think this is a really great idea they should maybe do elsewhere. Uh, you know, where Disney World has like four different parks and they have some pretty popular rides outside of Magic Kingdom itself. What they've done at California Adventureland is kind of like a greatest hits park. Okay. So you have that roller coaster, you have all that stuff, but you also have a Tower of Terror, which they rebranded as Guardians of the Galaxy, but it's the same, same ride, okay. it's basically a drop ride. Gotcha. Um, they have Soaring. In fact, I think Soaring started there before it got to Epcot and Disney World. If uh, I don't know when you've been on Soaring and Epcot, but when it initially was in Epcot, the trip you went on was just around California. Oh, okay. Because that's where it started. It was in California Adventureland. But now if you go to Epcot, it it's, goes all over the world. And you see right. it. Right. Yeah. Um, so it has that. It has a a water raft ride, like in Animal Kingdom. You know okay. how you're on a vehicle yep. with the big inner tube. So it has that. So it's got the Toy Story stuff. So it's really kind of so a good like, solution. Instead of building four different parks, it just took the best rides from those parks and so put them all in one park. So is it like thematically, you know how everything Disney the Magic Kingdom is like so thematically separated? Is this just kind of like hodgepodge? We're just gonna put it all in, or does it? No, no. They've tried to they've tried to separate it out. Okay. Um, so, and it still kind of tries to keep that California flavor. So you do have kind of the big roller coaster and, you know, the, the feeling of a pier with right. that's at the back. When you go down the main drag there, you can go to the left and they have like, a, it's based on the movie Cars. Okay. So that, there's a whole theme there. And they have this great car ride that you do. It's basically through kind of the, the beautiful parks of the West. It's like Utah kind of with all the... The big rock formations and stuff um and they have a couple of restaurants that are based on cars and that and then uh, on the other side it's supposed to be like the water ride and stuff it's all about kind of the california wilderness gotcha okay. um yeah so there is kind of a, a theme to they the sections of, of the park okay. yeah. well that's that's kind of fun like you taking all the cool stuff and uh getting rid of the lame stuff like your carousel of progress ride stop <laughs> sorry <laughs> Everybody knows. I'm, I'm going I'm to convert you by the end of this show. Whenever, not this, show, not this episode, but the end of the uh, series. Maybe if there's like uh, $10,000 waiting for me at the end of the ride, I'll be a convert. But short of that, I don't know. Um, so, all right. So, I, yeah, I could get down with that. That looks very interesting to me. So you're taking kind of fun stuff, putting it all together in one park. And now where's the Star Wars? Is that in Disney? That's in the Magic Kingdom. Okay. Yeah. So they created a, a, the Galaxy's Edge there, a separate land. Yeah. And that works really well. And uh, so it was interesting. You were saying something before we started the, the podcast. I'll ask you to kind of repeat sure. about the crowds when you, were, yeah. when you were there. So the we, you know, I'm trying to, we were probably there like on a weeknight, just kind of randomly when we went out. And I feel like it was a lot more local folks coming out to the parks just for like a night out versus, you know, a family from Nebraska. And this was like their big holiday for, you know, going to Orlando. So that kind of gave it like a little bit more, I want to say, you know, there are definitely lots of kids around, but I feel like maybe a little more adults or groups of adults kind of just out for the evening together, which I thought was a little bit interesting perspective mm -hmm. on it. Um, but yeah, no, totally had a great time. And I, I don't think it's like, I could go to Orlando and spend like three or four days and be perfectly happy there. I don't know if I could do that in Los Angeles. I feel like maybe a day in each would be 
enough. Yeah, it seems like you only need a couple of days. Like this yeah. last time I went, I think I actually had a four day pass. I don't think I used it. So I think I just yeah. went three days. It was, it was enough. And I had gone to this D23 Expo. So I was like busy during the day on one of them and only went at night or whatever. But to, to the crowd thing, like the first time I went, and I was just for the day, I didn't really notice. The crowd seemed like a, a typical Disney crowd. The lines were, you know, 45 minutes, whatever. Right. Um, but I went this time. It was only a couple months after Galaxy's Edge had just opened. And so I expected it to be packed, you know. Like I was going for this D23 Expo, and the park was just a nice thing to do in my free time there. And I didn't expect to get on the rides. I, I thought it was going to be crazy. Um, and it wasn't crowded at all. And so I was talking to people. I was talking to one guy in line at the expo, and he had an annual pass for Disney World and Disneyland because he lived in California and his family had a company out in Florida. So he was always going back and forth. Sure. And he says they don't even tell you that they make this pass. You have to like specially ask for it or whatever. But anyways, I asked him about the crowd. And what had happened was because they thought it was going to be so mobbed for Galaxy's Edge, they blacked out a lot of the dates uh, for uh, pass holders in the state. Ah. So I think we might have talked about this a little bit on one of the other episodes. Like I get an annual pass. So if you're in Florida, you get a discount on your annual pass. So a lot of re Florida residents have, you know, a pass because it's cheap. And if they go a few times on the weekends or whatever, same thing in California. And as you mentioned, so a lot of that crowd there must be local crowds because when they blacked out those dates, it was the emptiest park I've, I've been in since I was a kid. And so it was a great, it made it a great trip just because all the lines were short. You could do so many things. Right, right. Yeah. So, all right. And what is this D, D what is D23? What is that? Oh, that's the thing. We can talk more about that in, in another episode okay. or whatever. But it's a, it's a Disney sort of fan club for anybody could join it, but it's really for super nerds, basically. Okay, so if you're hardcore, you got to join this thing. Okay, got it. Yeah. I mean, you don't have to be because they have, they have a really nice booklet that you get okay. every quarter. And it's really well done that anybody can read that. It's all about whatever movies they have coming out or what they're doing on the parks, that kind of thing. And every year they have a big expo and uh, the big event is the um, Disney Hall of Fame. They induct people into the Disney okay. Hall of Fame. And so it's usually living celebrities. So everybody wants to go to that. But the whole, I'll get into this some other time, but the whole thing was a mess, but the, the Disneyland was the best part of the trip. <laughs> and- Well, that's the other thing I was just gonna mention about like celebrities. So. Yeah. I, you know, I always wonder, like, are they running around Disneyland and we just don't know it? Are well, they... I don't know if you've heard this, but Johnny Depp, who obviously they made a, uh, an animatronic Johnny Depp right, for the parts. If you're going to say, but he, say it. He, he's on more than one occasion. He's popped into Disneyland and dressed up in costume and gone into yeah. that ride. Right. That right. Surprise people. Um, yeah, but I, no, I think it was like definitely a good time and almost similar to like going to Paris, like you're in Los Angeles, you know, especially if you're traveling with a child or something, it's like kind of nice, fun thing for them to do. And, um, yeah, and if you're not, or if you're traveling with an adult friend and you need something to do for an evening, uh, no, totally a good time with it. And it was, like I said, it was the first time I'd been back since, you know, I was a real small child going, it was a nice memory to kind of return there. Yeah, and it's like you're saying, it's great if you're going to go on a vacation there because you only need a couple of days there in the park, and you can. There's so many other things you can do in LA, so you can kind of see everything. Right, right, you know. right. Yeah, it's kind of good because well, the other thing I went to um, a few years ago, we went to New Zealand. No Disneyland there, but still a fabulous place. And we had like a ridiculous layover in LAX. We had like a 10, 11 hour layover, 
So we had to fly from Boston to LAX and then get the flight to Auckland. And it was kind of annoying because we were like, we we're almost tempted to just hop in a car, go check out Disney for a couple of hours and then come back. Yeah. But I, you know, being a little hyper around flights, we, we decided, you know, we'll just hang out and stay put, even though this is silly. Um, just we were so excited to go to New Zealand, we didn't want to miss the flight. But in retrospect, we probably maybe not Disney, but we definitely should have mm-hmm. out for a couple of hours and checked things out a little bit more. But oh. yes, I want to touch on a couple other differences between sure. Disneyland and Disney World for people. So um, I think we mentioned last time you're talking about Disneyland Paris and how the um, Space Mountain there is different. And it's called Hyperspace Mountain, I think, right. in Disneyland Paris. And it's the fastest out of all the Space Mountains and it goes upside down. Um, in Disneyland, I think they also call it Hyperspace Mountain now. Um, it doesn't go upside down or noticeably faster than the one in Disney World. They just changed it to give it a Star Wars theme. Yeah. In fact, I think it says Star Wars Hyperspace Mountain or something on it. And it's really just the beginning of the ride. They give you that little effect with the stars, like when you're going into hyperspace in the movie. But otherwise it's it's just like uh, Space Mountain. So what came first, Space Mountain in Los Angeles or Space Mountain in Orlando? I'm pretty sure it was in Orlando first. Okay, so I was gonna say like, we're messing with history here. We're changing up. Imagine if they changed up Orlando Space Mountain to like Star Wars, might be a little okay. I'm kind of surprised they haven't, given how much money they're putting into the Star Wars franchise. Yeah, yeah. I know, but it's just, it seems to me like, you know, such an iconic ride. But I guess if it came later and nobody was that invested in it. Okay. Yeah, and you're right. And it's the original one in Disney World. So yeah, I mean, that's why they don't touch it. They can, they can mess around with it a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so the other thing is, like I said, the first time I was there, they were working on the Rivers of America. And I researched, I didn't know what they were doing. So it turns out that they have to dredge that river. Okay every five years, at least they did it up to that point. And at that point it had been seven years since they had dredged it. So apparently they were dredging it and they found tons of cell phones and a, even a fake artificial leg and stuff in there. <laughs> but uh, it, was, it was working when I went there the last time and they have canoe rides there, which you don't have in Disney World. So like self-propelled canoe rides? Like yes, that? yeah. Uh-huh. It's a big, they're huge canoes. They fit like yeah. 20 people, two people in a seat, 10 okay. seats. Oh wait, um, so you're not- but somebody's paddling. You're not. No, you're paddling. You're paddling. Oh, so they got 20 people in a canoe paddling together. Yeah, everybody gets everybody gets a paddle. Oh, that's fun. Yeah, and they have one person at the front of the boat, one person at the back to kind of guide you. But you are out there. You're out there. Like all the other boats on the river are on a track, but you're not on a track with the canoe. Oh, very cool. I yeah. Don't yeah. That. yeah. So it was fun. Yeah, yeah. I definitely rec- recommend that if you haven't been. And they do. I don't know if you know, like Disney World. They have Fantasmic, or they used to. I thought they're getting it, getting rid of it, maybe. But Hollywood Studios would have Fantasmic at night. Okay. In that, so like Mickey with the wand, and yeah, it's a big light show and water okay. show. Uh, and in Disneyland, they do it right there on the Rivers of America. Okay, and it is spectacular. Like I'm not big on a lot of these shows. In fact, the first time I went to Fantasmic, I was kind of nodding off a little bit. Yeah, but this was fantastic, and you're you're up close, and the the effects are amazing. Um, so I recommend that, especially if you like those kind of shows you know, at the park. Well, I think, um, I gotta tell you, my, my greatest experience at a Disney show one time was in Orlando and we were watching the Little Mermaid show. And I, if, if you've never seen it, there's, you know, at one point in it, Ariel is sitting on a rock 
And I forget the song, but it is a very heartfelt, emotional song that she is singing. And is, is putting her whole heart into this song. And then at the very end, she finishes her song and a very deep male voice yells, all right. And it was the funniest <laughs> thing in the world. I think you fear, but it just was completely inappropriate, but also very hysterical. And I, whoever you are, sir, thank you. You made that a very memorable Disney show for me. And um, I'm sure the, the woman singing appreciated your enthusiasm. For <laughs> so. Um, so yeah, what else? So we talked about the Matterhorn, talked about the Canoe Rise and Pirates of the Caribbean. Oh, one other thing that was slightly different, I think is, oh, it's actually very different in, that, in a way. So I don't know if we touched upon it briefly because we talked about maybe the last time because you mentioned in, in uh, Disneyland Paris, they had like a 20,000 yes. leagues under the sea type ride. Yeah, so that was a, a pretty popular ride at Disney World when it opened. Right. And you'd get into this thing that looked like the Nautilus and you, you, would, you, you thought you were going down into the water. Right. And, uh, and they got rid of that at Disney World. But in Disneyland, what they had, they had something almost exactly the same except they've redone it to be, I think, finding a Finding Nemo right. theme to it. Well, I remember as a, like, you know, that as a child going to Disneyland, and I, I don't think I'd ever really even been to an amusement park prior to this. This was like, we're, we're jumping in feet first. And I remember being like blown away by 10,000 leagues under the sea and just thinking like, wow, we're so deep underwater. And then, you know, as an adult looking back and realizing no, you really weren't underwater at all. But or a little bit, but you know what I'm saying? It, yeah. Just as a kid, you really felt like, wow. And then there was something else. Um, maybe you remember this, right? I'm trying to think of it. It were you you were you were shrunk? Yeah, honey, I shrunk the kids. No, 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 not honey, oh. I shrunk the kids. This was like before that. Like you were going through the body and they like shrunk you down. Am I hallucinating that or oh I don't know. I don't remember that. Was that a ride in Disney World or I feel like it was I feel like I was very young and like confused by it. So it must have been Disneyland. Amazing. And you, you, they shrunk you down. The idea is like you got really small. I'll have to, I'll have to look into this. Call in if you know. Um, yeah, sorry, I'll leave a comment at the website. Yeah. Just call Scott up and tell him. And <laughs> no, but it was a, you, you got little and like they made you like down to cellular size and you went through something. I gotta, I gotta look this up. I might have just dreamt it but I, all right well let's let's revisit that one we're going to do an episode about lost rides rides that don't no longer right. exist right so let's let's research that one for that um one other thing i just remembered too that's different in disneyland is on the train ride that goes around the park yeah uh, in disneyland you go through a tunnel and you you see some uh, prehistoric animals you see dinosaurs oh, okay. animatronic dinosaurs which they don't do at, at disney world so okay wait a minute we gotta talk about that what like how were you traveling back in time is this just yeah uh, yeah I don't, <laughs> what is going on yeah i don't they, i don't think there was a coherent story for, for why <laughs> i forget what what the explanation was why you'd see dinosaurs but somebody must have got, got some giant dinosaurs and like well we better use them for this <laughs> yeah well i think it was it's an easy effect and you know sure. because when the park opened they didn't have a lot of the the most famous rides right right that, right that we think of so who doesn't like dinosaurs so yeah exactly so, all right. Um, oh, there's something else I wanted to say. Now I can't remember what. Oh, yeah, on the 20,000 leagues. So, you're mentioning like how you, you know, was as a kid, you thought you were actually going. Is it 20,000 or 20,000? 20,000. 20,000. That's okay. 
but you were saying as a kid, like you thought you were really going deep into the water. And, you know, I'm probably should be embarrassed, but I'm, I'm not going to be embarrassed to say, because I think that's just the ride is so good. I, the first time I went to Disney World, I was 12, I think. So old enough to know, like, you're, you're not actually going deep in the water, but I really thought I was. And then when we got out of the ride uh, back in Disney World in those days, used to have a gondola that would go from Fantasyland to Tomorrowland. Yes, I remember that. And so I was on that with my father and you go over the lagoon that 20,000 leagues is in and you can see it's just a track that never goes anywhere. <laughs> it doesn't go down at all. It's just a circle. So I was very disappointed when I realized that. <laughs> but, well, well, you know, that's okay. That's okay. So I, th I think that's it for our, our talk about Disneyland. I think so. I think All right, so I want to plug one little thing. So I want to share something from last week. We talked about this. I went out, I bought oh boy. a bunch of candles. Oh, boy. This so next week, or next episode, we will uh, we will have some people see if they can guess what they are by the, by the smell. Get some yeah. guests on here, and we yeah. can see if we can figure, they can figure out what they are smelling. Exactly. I think it's going to be tough. Here. It's going to be tough, from at least judging from what I smell. All right. Well, I think that um, I think it's time to say say goodbye to all of our friends now, Scott. I think you're right, Andrea. So we'll say see, see you real, real soon. soon. Oh boy! <laughs> I think we just leave. That's going to be our thing that we can never get yeah. in on saying that. We'll just okay. <laughs> that works.